Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, April 20th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that is really trying hard not to make a 420 joke here. (laughs) Uh, That might be all we have left to make fun of right now, so (laughs) it's hard, but... As always, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Send us your questions for our weekly mailbag, which we are recording tomorrow. Or just tell us how you're spending this time without hockey. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And Locked On Flyers is available wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google, all those fun places. Subscribe so you can get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. Today, we are going to get caught up on the latest hiatus interviews that happened with the Flyers in the last week or so. And then we're going to look at some of the best moments of this past season as it stands. And today, we're going to kick it off with goals. And we'll wrap it up with our Monday nemesis of the week and our Flyers fun thing of the day. So this past week, we got the conference call interviews with Joel Farabee and Sean Couturier. And I think they were both pretty interesting because, you know, I think they were both pretty candid about how their seasons went. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. So in Joel Farabee's interview, uh, he, you know, was very honest about how his season went and that he was proud that he was able to have played in 52 NHL games and he had five in the AHL. And so he saw that as a net win for him, you know, considering he came into the season projected sort of borderline NHL, AHL. And so to spend most of the season in the NHL, you know, injury replacement or not, that it's still a really good achievement for him and that he knows really what he needs to work on for the next season. Yeah, I think that was like a really fair analysis of his. And You know, when you look at it that way, specifically of, like, how many games he did play, I I do think that's a win for Joel because, I mean, we've seen the revolving door with prospects um, this season, and Joel was able to carve out a a really good position for himself on the team um, that I think, you know, if the season starts back up or if, you know, we go on to next season, I would be surprised if he didn't make the team because of how... um, good I thought he played this season yeah and he you know talked about the fact that he felt kind of snake bit a little bit that he had a lot of really good chances but some of them just didn't go in so he knows that he has to work on getting bigger for next season and stronger for next season so that he can choose his shots a little bit better and be in a better position to have more of those opportunities go in the net. Yeah. 
Um, I love that he is still like think like just looking at ways to improve because, you know, for me, a win is the fact that he's getting those chances because I would be more concerned if he wasn't. But the fact that he, he did get those chances this year and he's working, he's looking forward to working on making sure that the chances that he does get next season, he's able to convert. And I think um, I love that just like that attitude of like always developing, always improving. Um, and I'm excited to see how he comes back. I think for all of us, I think we knew that it was going to take time for him to get bigger and stronger, but I love that that's something that he's focusing on. Yeah, me too. And then just talking, you know, on the sort of rookie side of things, he, I think, you know, at the time it must've been really hard for him to not make the team on the opening day roster when he was on that Europe trip, but he seems to, in retrospect, have really appreciated that opportunity and he got a lot out of it. Yeah, and you know what? That's not surprising because I felt like when he did get sent down, I mean, he dominated in the AHL to be able to make his way back up to the team and um, and get a chance uh, because, you know, he took that in stride and, and he took that as a learning opportunity. And um, I'm excited to see how he comes back. Yeah, me as well. So like I said, the other conference call interview was with Sean Couturier, and I thought this one was a little bit more like lighthearted than the one with Joel Farabee, which was a little more focused on the hockey specifics. But they talked to Coots a little bit more about you know how he's spending the time now. And that he's actually still in Philly because his wife is going through the green card process. So they can't leave the country until that's settled, which, God, that must be so frustrating (laughs) for them. But that kind of is what it is. Yeah, hopefully that gets resolved soon. Um, He is, you know, part of the team chats that are happening and and says that Kevin Hayes is, of course, the, the big joker on there and that. You know, he gelled with the team really well, and that's part of what has made the team so successful, especially, you know, at at the point in the season where things got put aside. But he really does appreciate the time they did have together as that team and is very proud of what they were able to accomplish. Starting the season, I wouldn't have expected that, like how they – how – quickly the team gelled together and how they were able to really get going and and fight for um the uh first place in in the metro division um and i think you know what i mean over throughout the season i think it became really clear how big of a part kevin hayes did play in this team or does play in this team but um you know it was just so jarring to see in the beginning of the season for kevin to wear the to wear the a um, but now it just makes perfect sense because he does. He is a huge part of the the locker room, and you can just tell it by any any time you ask any of the players. They it just seems like they instantly have a smile on on their face when they're talking about Kevin. So it was good to see that Coots had um, pretty much the same thing to to say as uh, all the other players when they when they talk about Kevin. Yeah, I love that. It just you you do really feel like this is a cohesive unit on this team and, and Shanka Ture being one of the leader veterans of the team to say these things just shows. And I think the last major sort of hockey thing they talked about was the Selkie 
and that, of course, you know, he's hockey player humble about it and says that there's no such thing as doing enough to win such an award, but he's happy with his performance and let the chips fall where they may. And, he, you know, he's honored to be mentioned in that awards talk. <laughs> what what else would we expect? I know. I really know. wanted him to like flip the table and be like, "I deserve it." But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that a... would be the most amazing thing. Um, and then just kind of uh, wrapping up the chat, he's talking about you know working out at home, and so laundry and dishes are his workout. And uh, he is amongst many of us watched Tiger King and I was very surprised by the fact that he had been binging a million little things. I would not have picked that as a show he would watch, but me either. I was actually like shocked that Coots made like a joke because (laughs) he normally doesn't. So I was just like, what? Who is this? Are you sure that was Couturier that said that? Or like, should I laugh? Should I be concerned? But yeah, no, it was a really good, A really good um, conference call interview. And it's just good to hear how Coots is doing so far. It really is. Okay, so taking a trip down recent memory lane with this season, we wanted to just, you know, we had talked earlier in an episode about games to rewatch, but now we wanted to focus in on some more specific moments. So we're going to kick that off with looking at individual flyers goals of the season and what our favorites were. So Danielle, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I talked about this goal before, but this was definitely one of my favorite goals um, of the season, which was TK's second goal of the first game, the first home game of the season, which was, of course, not played at home. Um, uh, it was during the global series and the game against Chicago, and it was it was TK's second goal of the game. Um, he splits the defense. Uh, he just really just makes a joke out of Duncan Keith. He really just splits them and makes them look very foolish, which I enjoyed. And, um, yeah, it was just such a dominant goal. It, it reminded me of the goal he scored in, um, against Boston a couple of years ago. So, yeah, that was definitely one of my favorite and best goals of the season. That is a really good one. Travis Konechny is uh, a source of many excellent goals this season, as I'm sure we will find out as we go through <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, like, we pretty list. we could have just did a top Travis Konechny goal because he had, a, he had a good amount. He did. Uh, My first is uh, Morgan Frost's first NHL goal in his first game versus the Florida Panthers. He was in the right place at the right time and putting himself in the perfect position to take the puck that Konechny, speaking of, uh, kind of flailing, gets the puck to him and just fools Bob with the placement of where the puck's going to go and just floats it right over him and I, I was so proud you were so proud it was a good moment for all of us yeah I definitely this was one of the goals I was going to pick but I, I decided to to not talk about it and so that we have different goals to talk about but yeah I mean it was a dominant goal and and like just like such confidence by him to make that play um because like you know he was all alone like trying <laughs> Travis was on um, his stomach and it was Mm -hmm. kind of just him with uh, the Panthers um, team around him. And he made that he was confident enough to make that 
um, play in full bob, which is just like chef's kiss. It was. So what is your next goal? Okay. So my next goal, this was a shootout goal. Mm-hmm. And it was from the captain. It was his slap shot um, taken in a shootout against um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And just like the way that, like, I I love everything about it. The fact that it was a slap shot in a shootout. The fact that it was against Toronto. The fact that after he did it, he just was like, yep. And even Freddie Anderson, the goalie's uh, reaction to it was that he was pissed. So everything yeah. about that goal was amazing and I loved it and I just love that it was Drew and yeah I could re- I rewatched that goal a lot it was so fun. it was it so fun. was it was I had totally forgotten about that one so I'm very glad you picked it so my next goal is of course a Travis Konechny special and this was his goal against the Vegas Golden Knights where he picked up a loose puck in the neutral zone at speed, was just unbelievably quick through the zone uh, into the offensive zone, and has a one-handed drag to protect the puck, and then cuts over, goes deep on his edges, and then just shoots it right past Flurry. And like you said with the previous goal, like Flurry was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's a sign of a really good goal is when the yeah. goalie is just angry, visibly angry. It's I mean when you see TK going down the wing with speed, I mean good things are going to happen. So the setup to that goal was just very nice. And you just I don't know, whenever he has the puck this season, it just felt like something amazing was going to happen. It was a really good goal. It was. My next goal is was scored by Sean Couturier. It was a breakaway goal um, in the February 18th game against Columbus. Um, and it was just such a good goal. It was just like a breakaway. Couturier got some speed um, and deked back and forth. And it didn't even look like Coots meant to score. It just like very like easily slipped through the goalies um, five hole and just went in. And it was like kind of like a little bit slow motion. You could see how like slowly the goal went in. And I, I don't think Coots was expecting that or the goalie. I mean, afterwards Coots said that like, yeah, he totally meant to do that. I don't know if I believe it. (laughs) Of course he did. (laughs) Yeah. But it was just so nice. So yeah, that was my third one. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Couturier's goals are very sort of workmanlike mm-hmm. and aren't super flashy or just like the way he plays, they don't come across as super flashy. So it's always nice when he gets one that you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Flashes that skill. I like yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So this next one for me is one of my favorite goals of I just don't remember loving a goal this much in a long time. But this was the uh NAK backhand in front of the net. This is the Flyers versus the uh Caps. And so NAK backhands it in the to the front of the net where Derek Grant deflects it off his skate to Kevin Hayes who just pots it. <sighs> and I I have watched this replay over and over and over again just because 
it wasn't like an accidental deflection. You can absolutely tell that Grant meant to do that. And not only did he mean to do it, but he was doing such a good job in front of the net, both screening the goalie and distracting the defenseman who was up front that just the goalie had no shot at it because like because Kevin Hayes just had a wide open net. And I think that's also when I was like, oh, Derek Grant, welcome to Flyers land. <laughs> yeah. And to, like to be able to, you know, because this was probably one of his first games and to have that kind of play with teammates you just met. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep with uh, Kevin Hayes. Um, this is not a shorthanded goal, which was hard to hard to find because there was a ton of really good Kevin Hayes shorthanded goals. Um, but this was a snap, uh, and it was just like a really good play by Voracek. He was coming down the wing, and it was against the Rangers, I'm sorry, on the end of February, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know and what you're talking about. That was a good one. Yeah, a 5-2 win, but it was just such, like, you, I don't know, I could just like that that game, like, you could just tell that Kevin was going, and there was no way he was going to um, flub on this goal and Voracek just passes it straight to him and Kevin pots it in or snaps it in and it was just such a nice goal his celebration was super fun and the fact that it was against his his old team it just everything together was just like a really good goal for me and I could I kept watching it and watching it and watching it and just could not wipe the smile out of off my face so that was a really good goal that I liked watching this season yeah, that one was a lot of fun for sure. And I would like to continue the Kevin Hayes party with, of course, one of his shorthanded goals. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the one versus Columbus where he just like smoked Cam Atkinson and man and reached his long stick out, got the puck away, and it was a breakaway and um, completely murdered Corpus Allo at the other end. <laughs> And it was just absolutely glorious. You love a play where they just embarrass someone. And, I mean, good on him because it was a forward. So he was really able to, you know, a forward playing defense on Atkinson. So, I mean, hey, who? when does a Kevin Hayes shorty not make a smile? That was a really good pick. So my last one was... Um, a goal by Farabee. It was in the 6-3 to win against the Avs. It was his second of the game. Um, and it was just such a fun goal. And the celebration, he just looked so shocked that he actually scored another goal. That it was just... Um, it was just such a good goal. Like, I mean, you could, t- you could see his skill. The fact that he um, snapped it past... I want to say it was Grubauer in net. Um... But yeah, it was just like, to me, it just looked like a, like a glimpse into the future of Faraby, like the offense that he can bring to the team. So um, I really liked it, and I was happy it was against the Avs. That was my last goal. Excellent. And mine is, of course, because I think it's also partially because I feel guilty that when we did our game recap, we didn't mention this particular goal. <laughs> Which was Ivan Provorov's overtime winner against the Montreal Canadiens. And he skates end to end. His skating is 
unbelievable. Like I, I just keep looking at his feet and just the way he smartly chooses when to use a mohawk and when to do crossovers and then just basically does the you know pull the puck behind him back through the legs before he takes the shot is it's unreal so i love that one i think we i think we we got our the best goals of the season here what do you think no i think so i mean there were so many that you could pick from um but there were a ton of really good goals and i think we picked some really good ones the pro v1 was definitely icing on the cake so a great way to end the and uh all the goals that we talked about because that was a really good one indeed okay it's monday is it monday i think it's monday (laughs) and of course that means it's time for our nemesis of the week and you know i was trying to think about this and i'm having trouble with instagram right now as my nemesis because so many people are doing Instagram lives and like every time I log into it there's three or four different people at the top of my feed that have a live feed going on now and sometimes they conflict with each other and I want to watch both and it's like I I just keep checking it too much because I want to see who else might be broadcasting live and, and what fun things can come out of it. <laughs> that is interesting. I don't I don't know if the, if Instagram's my nemesis, but I definitely get your dilemma, especially cuz there are a ton of Instagram lives every every day. There is, and I started following like more players than I had before because you know, I want to keep track of them and this is the only way to do it right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> there it's just like exponentially increasing. So I got to figure out how to have less screen time, but also keep up with the boys. And we are going to wrap things up with our Flyers fun thing. And I saw this initially, I think it was a couple weeks ago at this point. But again, what is time? But a flat circle. Uh, Yeah, it's from April 8th. The Philadelphia Union... Uh, put out some mashup jerseys that were between their kits and the other Philadelphia teams. And so they did one including the Flyers, which is unbelievable. I love it so much. There's the uh, Joiner die snake kind of in relief in the background of the Adidas kit. And they have the three stripes on the shoulder and, and it's orange. And it's just, it looks so good. Yeah, it really was very, very nice. And I just, I love jersey mashups in general. I'm always on the lookout for them. Um, and I own one that's kind of weird. That's a Timu Solane Ducks soccer kit that's actually also like a Finland kit at the same time. So nice. I, I just love these obscure like jersey mashup stuff. And so... I did some searching and found some more of them on the internet. There's uh, we'll have links in the show notes, but there's a really good one of the Flyers and Eagles mashed up that I yeah. also really loved. Um, this designer did a, a really good job of incorporating the Flyers logo, but keeping the Eagles green, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really cool choice that it's not 
like orange, but it's definitely flyers. Yeah. When, um, you know, before uh, the jerseys were released for the stadium series, a lot of people were whispering about if the flyers would do like something like maybe like a tribute to the Eagles some way, because they were playing obviously in the um, Eagles um, stadium uh, for the stadium series. And um, that this, this mock-up would have been perfect because I love that the Eagles green with the Flyers logo um, and they look really cool. And then there was also one that's a Sixers mashup or it's really just a Flyers basketball jersey, but I thought those looked really cool. And you can also use them apparently in uh, the NBA video game. If you want, <sighs> you can, you can have those as your jerseys. So I thought that was really good looking and then I found this really weirdo I don't even know why it exists mashup between the Flyers and the Blues and I think it's be- partially because they both have the wing off to the side of it I know it's on the note for the Blues jersey but I guess that's why they did it so it's kind of like a Blues logo with um, the Flyers colors and sort of the Flyers version of the note like the circle at the bottom of the note but I don't know I don't know about that one yeah no that one (laughs) I was like what is going on no thank you Um, but pretty cool nonetheless like all of them that you were talking about very very cool mock-ups yep I'm always on the lookout so if you find one that you especially like send it our way please That wraps it up for today's show. We will be back tomorrow with a look at Tanner Lozinski, recent ELC contract signee with Craig Merce, who covers Ohio State and the Blue Jackets in Columbus. And like we said at the top of the show, we want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or by email at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now, listen to the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. Have a great day.